Are you looking for some real estate deals that you could offer to your clients? Or some tips, advice, and tricks that could help you amp up your real estate investing skills? Subscribe now in Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ will provide you all the tools you need to find and evaluate real estate deals. Visit us at www.realestateiq.co to learn more. Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding. Welcome to Real in the Deal, how to find your next off-market deal with Real Estate IQ. I'm Becky Kraminga, and that was my um, husband, Kevin, who stepped out to grab his water, and we'll be right back. And so we'll get started in a few minutes. We're going to give people a few minutes to join. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin, Becky's husband. <laughs> We're excited you're with us today. Looks like we've got Bo and GC, Glennis, Troy. Troy, good to see you up there and Victoria so far. All right, if you want to go ahead and uh, if you hover your mouse near the bottom, you can see the chat window come up. If you want to go in the chat, introduce yourself, um, tell us where you're from. That'd be great to know. We're in Katy, which is on the west side of Houston. And experiencing most beautiful weather today. Oh, it's gorgeous today. <clears throat> Absolutely gorgeous. About 80 degrees, sunny, no wind. Just the day you wish it could be every day. <laughs> Almost like California. Yeah. Humidity's like down. California day. Yep, so. absolutely. We lived in California for 15 years. A while back, the weather there is perfect. All right, Bo's here from the north side of Houston. And Victoria's in San Antonio. Welcome, welcome. All right, is it as beautiful in San Antonio as it is here in Houston today? And Troy's here from Houston. Yes, Victoria says it is. Beautiful Texas. Great day to be in Texas. Spring and fall are always the best. <laughs> uh, Keith is here. Keith is from the DFW area, if I remember right. Let me know if I'm wrong there, Keith. But I think that's where I'm remembering you're from. Good to have you here today. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. Oh, you're in Austin. Okay. Kind of close, kind of not. <laughs> All right, there's a raise hand button at the bottom of the screen that you'll see also. And uh, so at the end, when it comes to the Q&A time, if you want to raise your hand, you can ask your question in person if you don't want to type it in the chat. Ooh, so and we can have a conversation. Uh, okay, we also have some polls that are going to come up as I'm going too far ahead. There we go. And here's the first one. This is just going to tell us a little bit about you. And just for answering these poll questions, you don't have to answer any certain way, but just for answering the poll questions and participating, you're going to get entered into a raffle to win some awesome freebies from Real Estate IQ. We'll contact the winner every Monday at 11 a.m. And we'll also post it on social media. So make sure that you like our Facebook, uh, Instagram, Follow us on Instagram, whatever social media group you're into, we're probably there. And please put in the chat what uh, you're doing or you're interested in doing. Um, maybe there's a specific area uh, that you need. Maybe it's a contractor. Maybe you need some private lending. Whatever it may be, uh, there might be somebody in the room that can help you. And so uh, please feel free to share your information um, with the others as as we work through the chats and as we work through the seminar today. 
All right, use this opportunity to network. So Troy does property management. So I know he's gonna put his information in the chat and then whatever else the rest of you do, we'd love to hear it. Looks like we got a, some people that are open for any different kind of investing strategy that there is. Um, some just starting, some been doing it a year or two. So still relatively new. All right, fantastic. This event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We're number one in deal finding with well over 45,000 leads every month. Our guarantee, you'll always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. All right, speakers today. That's us. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> um, just a little bit about us. We've been only investing for about three, but over three, about three years, three years. now. Um, we are educators by lifelong Lifelong jobs, vocation. Yes, 27 years uh, for me in uh, teaching English to start out with and then did some uh, counseling and administration um, in okay. private schools. And so, and Becky. Yep, I taught mostly high school math. Mm -hmm. A little bit younger, some college and all that stuff. But we were both kind of ready for a career change. And so we started getting into real estate investing, hooked up with Real Estate IQ, um, and now we do a lot with Real Estate IQ. So sponsored today, uh, Marilyn Phipps is sponsoring the event today. She couldn't be here, so I promised I would talk a little bit about what she does. So Marilyn basically is one of those stories you hear about that went from being a broke single mom to a very successful real estate investor. And so she teaches uh, mostly wholesaling. So I'm going to take you to her website, which is sukasa-usa.com. So she's got, you can come here and there's available homes if you're looking to buy one uh, from one of her students or wholesaling partners. There's some homes listed there. She also does training to teach other people uh, what you need to know to start off with wholesaling. And she's also offering right now a free 45-minute strategy session. So all you need to do is fill out this form on the website, and uh, she will give you that free 45-minute session. She's got an actual training class starting in January. And so uh, if you fill that out, they can give you all the information on that as well. Jeff is our specialist and technician for today, and uh, I see he's already popped Sukasa's website up into the chat. And so thank you, Jeff, and thanks for all the work that you do to help Becky and I yep. um, do these webinars. Yep, <laughs> Jeff is great and takes care of it great. All right, so part of Real Estate IQ service is off-market leads. So we'll be telling you a little bit about that part of our service as we go. But the other part of our service, the MLS part, um, we're not going to have time to show you today. So if you'd like a free 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding training and demo of our services, just say yes to the poll question that Jeff's going to throw up right now. And somebody will contact you and set that up. And that's absolutely free. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything except about 45 minutes of your time. And so it's well worth seeing all the um, elements um, that we're not going to go over today. Um, but Real Estate IQ has many, many um, assets to help investors. Other ways, definitely other ways you can find deals there. So um, if you're a current client already, so Keith, I do a training um, a couple, two Fridays a month, 
just for clients where I can answer any questions and go to in more in depth into some of the little tricks and stuff. So you can find that on our events page or let me know if you're interested in that. And that is coming up uh, next Friday, a week from tomorrow, I believe. All right, so our topic for today is off-market leads and how do you find them? So first of all, if you're new, what is an off-market deal? Off-market just means it's not listed on the MLS. If it's on the MLS, which is stands for Multiple Listing Service, and that's just the platform that real estate agents use where they post the properties that are for sale and get all their information. That's their big database. And so anything that's not listed on the MLS would be off-market. That's what the realtors use. All the realtors use uh, the MLS to um, comp the home values in a comparative market analysis or a CMA. And so um, these will all be not listed on, on the MLS. And so um, they're kind of wide open and you have to do a little research and, and uh, sometimes a lot of research to, uh, to find out if it's a good deal or not. All right. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well at the end. So why look for off-market deals? One is that there's less competition overall. Um, a good deal on the MLS tends to go pretty quickly. And uh, you've got to be you got to be fast to get that because there's so much competition for it. Um, so one of the other benefits of off market is a lot of times you're going to get a deeper discount. There's no real estate agent involved. Nobody in the seller's other ear to tell them, oh, you can get more or your house is worth more or anything like that. Um, so Often that's a better discount um, and you can directly negotiate with the seller. If the deal's on the MLS, you have to go through the real estate agent and here you're working directly with the seller and uh, you can answer their concerns and everything directly rather than going through a third party. A lot of these people um, in the off-market deals that are the owners of the house are often in some kind of financial uh, trouble. And so we'll explain that as we go through, but there's some hardship going on. There's uh, the property may have a lot of distress to it. And so um, those are all good parts of the off-market deals, but they're all things that you need to um, understand in order to negotiate the deal with that owner. Right. So um, as I said, MLS deals, there are a lot of them. There are deep discounts. They're ready for purchase because you know the seller is ready to sell. Um, but as I said, there's also high competition and you got to be fast. Off-market leads, there are a few cons. You know, they are harder to find. You have to work to find the owner. Sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's not so easy. Uh, the owner may not be ready to sell, even though it might be the, in their best interest. They might not be emotionally ready to do that. And the needs more advanced skills is just because mostly with the contracts, if it's an MLS deal, you're using the real estate agent, they do the contract and all that stuff. You have to be well ready to do that yourself if you're getting the deal off market, which is not that bad. You've got a title company. We'll help you out in closing those as well. So, all right, there are three basic ways to find off market deals. You can market for the sellers to contact you. You can find and contact the motivated sellers, or you can buy from a wholesaler. And we're not gonna really talk about number three very much. I just wanna say if that's what you're doing, 
that yes, there are some good ethical wholesalers out there, um, but what I've found in looking at most wholesale deals is the ARV they give you, which is after repair value, what's it gonna be worth after you fix it up? The ARV they give you is a little higher usually than what I think it is and their rehab the costs. Repairs. The repairs on <laughs> the lower. homes are always lower. Um, I was just looking at one yesterday and uh, I think yeah. they had like a ten dollars to $20,000 rehab on it. And the whole side, there was at least, it was a brick home. The whole side of the brick home uh, was cracked from the top of the roof all the way down to the foundation. There's probably an inch and a half of space between that crack. And so when I looked through the pictures, you'd see drywall inside cracking, um, not straight on, on, the, uh, um, on the walls, but it's actually going in a diagonal um, up into the ceiling. And so when you see those type of things, you know there are structural problems and you have to work through that and make yeah. sure that your repair value is where it needs to be. And I've not done one of those large structural issue well, problems, the but Charlie I'm house sure had a little bit. It had a little bit. It needed some foundation work, but I'm pretty sure whatever this is, it's going to be more than ten to twenty thousand. Yeah. So just make sure you always do your own due diligence and don't ever just take their word for it, which kind of goes for anything in business. But all right, so let's talk Have about you some seen of these, these around your uh, neighborhood. These I buy cash, um, I pay cash for your house. Uh, they're bandit signs. They're all over the place. At least they are here in Katy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're also against the law in some areas too. And so you have to be careful, but we know um, that they actually work. And so um, it, it's not a bad strategy, but you need to check um, your city and county uh, rules as far as, you know, if, if you're allowed to put those out or not. Uh, there's some people around here that know exactly when um, the inspector guy is going to come around and, and pull those and look, look up the phone numbers mm -hmm. for them. And so they put them out on a Friday and remove them on Monday uh, early in the morning. And so, um, but they do work. Um, and, and for some reason, they found that ones like this that look like they're handwritten, tend to work better than a nice pre-printed one. I don't know why it must be something in human psychology, <laughs> but that's kind of like way. the yellow letter idea. Mm -hmm. I think when you're looking at sending mm -hmm. mass mailings out, they say that the yellow letters handwritten on yellow uh, legal paper, that they work the best out of, out of all the letters that are sent. Which brings so. us to our next topic, direct mail. So if you are going to do a mail out, uh, obviously one of the cons to this is that postage is 50 cents plus the cost of printing or whatever you're doing. So you've got to have a big budget for this. You also can't just send out, you know, 50 or 100 letters one, one time and expect to get anything. A direct mail requires consistent... You have to have long-term thinking there. Average thing with any kind of marketing or selling six or more touches are, are required. So it's kind of human nature that the more you see something, the more you trust it. And so you got to follow up with whatever your brand is, whatever your, your branding, you need to make sure they see your name and recognize that each time they see it. Um, so this is, there's actually different schools of thought on this. I know some people that say, whoops, 
some people that say send the same exact thing each time so that they're recognizing it and trusting it. Other people say mix it up. Maybe they're not opening your yellow letters or your professional letters, but they'll op they'll open a greeting card or look at a postcard or something like that. But either way, be consistent with your branding so that they see your name and recognize it and start to trust it uh, when it comes to doing the deal. And you also have to have a good quality list. If you don't have a good quality list, you're going to get a lot of ones that are not delivered or get delivered and are thrown away right away. Here's one example of a way, whatever you do with direct mail, you wanna do something that's going to capture their attention, something that's gonna set your mailing apart from the other ones that they're getting. And if they're on the pre-foreclosure list, probate, any of those things, you, you know you're not the only one mailing to them. So you need to do something to capture their attention. So this suggestion is, you know, do something to the letter like this, color it, make it look, this to me looks more like I'm gonna be invited to a party than somebody's trying to buy my house. So that will just increase your open rate. Uh, if you have the money, <laughs> you could put your face up on a billboard and, uh, and uh, with all of your information and that's a little bit more expensive, but if you're, uh, if, if your market strategy is, is larger, um, that may be something that you can do. There are a lot of AM and FM uh, real estate radio ads um, that you could get into, a lot of real estate talk shows on the AM channels um, every, every day. Uh, morning, noon, and night. And or podcasts. So, or podcasts on the computer. Um, or uh, again, uh, on a larger scale, um, you could create a TV commercial. Yeah, and I know, um, I'm guessing this is the same way, but the We Buy Ugly Houses, that's a franchise that you can buy into if you want, and they do the marketing and send you the leads. All right, another good Just comment, going right? back to that, oh. just for a second, mm -hmm. I was thinking too, I mean, it, as far as a computer is concerned, all the computer, um, uh, what do I, like, like Facebook, um, social media. Those are social, all the social we'll media. That was the word that I was looking yep. for. Um, but we'll get to those in just a minute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Driving for dollars. Another strategy, if you don't have any money, but you have a little extra time, is just go around and look for houses that uh, have not been mowed. You know, maybe they're physically distressed. Maybe there's a blue tarp up on the roof. Uh, that's a great great signal that there's a problem and they don't have the money to fix it. And so that makes that a good candidate for you as the investor to help them move into something else that they can afford to take care of. And uh, then you can flip it or rent it or whatever you're looking for. This is a strategy that Becky and I uh, do a lot. And uh, um, it's often that we will stop and and look at these places. Um, there's things that we'll look into um, as, as we get up to those places. And, and uh, I kind of have a funny story about Becky and in, in those when I was first starting out. She actually started before I did. And so uh, then I started uh, just a few months after she had already been through some training. And uh, I was I was very surprised at some of the things that, that happened. <laughs> the first one was when I just opened up the mailbox. And the reason I opened the mailbox 
is because I know if that mail that box is super crammed, then there's probably not anybody in the house right now. Or if there's nothing in there but a little yellow thing from the post office that says vacant, then I know for sure that that house is vacant. And if it's got three or four pieces of mail in there, I shut it right away because the people are <laughs> probably still around. Yeah, but she does take note of the name on the on the mail <laughs> a lot of times too. So I don't touch it. Um, I just, look. just be careful in, in doing that. You may have a neighbor come out. And neighbors are great resources for that because a neighbor usually and uh, will tell you every everything you don't want to know and more about the people that live there before. Um, uh, you, you can tell how many investors have been there by going up to the door and seeing uh, the different marketing strategies that other people have. Um, the other thing is maybe there's a, you can look in the window to see if it's, if, if uh, there aren't any curtains or shades to see if it's vacant on the inside one time I was standing at the door looking at marketing um, materials from other investors. And next thing I know, Becky opens the door and <laughs> she kind of actually went around the back uh, gate to the backyard. It was obviously vacant or I would not have. <laughs> the back uh, sliding door was open and she walked right in. And so we got a good look at that house. Um, we didn't get it, but we've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've seen a lot in, in our, in our, um, driving for dollars. Mm -hmm. And so a very important part of the process and, and good ways to um, find vacant homes or homes that are in distress, maybe the owner's ready to get rid of them. So. And we do this just, we'll be going anywhere to a store somewhere else. And we'll just take a short drive through a neighborhood or something just to see what it's like, see if we can find anything like this. Sometimes when we're looking at foreclosures, uh, the foreclosure list, um, as we're driving to the different houses that we want to look on that list, we, we scan the whole area um, for vacant houses. And so that's doing uh, two things for mm -hmm. killing two birds with one stone, I guess. So, yep. Other things to look for piled up mail, uh, those notices on the door that say it's been winterized. Um, that also means nobody's living there. Talk to neighbors. You see, all right, another one is for sale by owner. So as you're driving for dollars or whatever driving you're doing, you can just look for these signs and call them. Um, you know they want to sell. How motivated depends. Um, it means they don't want to spend money on, they don't want to give money to a realtor's commission. So being able to save them that is a good selling point for you. Uh, you can also find those on Zillow, Craigslist, fsbo.com, all those. And you can also have other people kind of do the driving for dollars for you. And that's really what a bird dog is. A bird dog in this industry is a person that finds the leaves. So somebody that would find that house that has the blue tarp on it and the grass is overgrown and go to you and say, hey, I found this house. And then you take it and follow up from there. And then uh, the most common thing is to give the bird dog like $500 if you get that deal or something like that. Um, so other people that you can hire to do that for you would are um, mail delivery people. Yeah, I need to oh. fix that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, kind of <laughs> recruit them. I guess I should say delivery drivers, Uber drivers, um, DoorDash drivers, 
They're always driving around. So if they find a house and give it to you, they can get paid for it. So it's extra incentive for them. We just met a mailman uh, investor on one of the web webinars the other day, and he wrote a book from mailman to millionaire. And so uh, he was quite successful in keeping his mail job and doing investing on the side for all the houses that he went to. Pretty soon he didn't have to do his route anymore as a mailman. So um, uh, it's a great way um, to get into those, those houses in those areas. You look at the lawn care, again, the, the tall grass or if the trash has been picked up. Um, or ahead. those people or other people you can recruit as bird dogs. Um, divorce attorneys as well. They're not going to give you any information as an attorney, um, but maybe they'll pass your information on to the person who is getting divorced or filing for bankruptcy or has a death in the family and needs to sell a house. CPAs, same kind of thing. Title companies, sometimes they get properties that won't close for one or another reason. And so they can take them to you as the investor and, and then they can get the deal closed. Bail bondsmen, same thing. If somebody's going to jail, they may not want their house for a long time. Well, we actually ran in, I, we may have run into one of those on one of the houses that we were trying to find out who the owner was. We went to the HOA and talked to the HOA to see if we could get the uh, information on the owner. And what we found out from the HOA is that he, you know, they were foreclosing on him because he didn't take care of the house. And uh, uh, so the HOA was foreclosing. The house was in foreclosure. It was uh, rough. And he, they didn't think he was in the United States anymore. They thought he had moved back to uh, Russia. And so um, he, the house sat there and we, could, we never did find the, find the owner. It, but it did sell at uh, the auction. Mm -hmm. Um, a few months later. And so we followed that one to the auction. To like an out-of-state hedge fund who paid way more than what it was worth with the repairs that were needed. So whoever got it isn't going to make any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Real estate agents, they call them pocket listings. When somebody goes to them with a property and says, hey, I want to sell my house, but I don't really want to list it. I don't have the money to fix it up. I don't want people tromping through the house, especially right now with COVID. Um, you know, some people that may have been wanting to move might be postponing it just because they don't want other people coming in their house. So, and, and just then, I, one, of, one of the deals that we did do um, was in Memorial City here in Houston. And uh, that was an agent pocket listing, actually. And it was on the MLS for like 265 um, to, to purchase off the MLS and the realtor called Becky and I and said, would you, would you consider buying this house if we could get it to down um, to 231? And there was a hedge fund person that was offering 230. And she said, if you guys offer 231, I would rather go with you than the hedge fund. And so we picked up that house for 231 and it's on the market now for, over a half a million dollars. And so um, that was a really good, we wound up wholesaling that to another person because it was a big house and we weren't, um, we didn't have the time to put into it to, to hold it that long, but um, we did make a good, good chunk of money off of the, off of the wholesale fee. So 
Um, there's a lot of different mm -hmm. exit strategies that we can talk about too. So it all comes down to building that relationship with those agents or any of those people on this list so that when they have a good deal, you're the one they go to first. Um, Troy said missing gas meters is also a good oh, sign yeah. that there's a problem with the house. I'm not sure why a gas meter would be missing. That's very interesting to me, unless somebody's uh, selling it for metal. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> that's why air conditioners sometimes get stolen. Um, okay, so some other ways, just garage sales. Sometimes the people have them because they're moving for um, one reason or not. Oh, the city pulls them in some areas if they're vacant for a long time. Hmm. That's interesting, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Thanks, Troy. Burn houses are good, but you have to be careful with the area that you're in and, and what the guidelines um, are with the city and county because um, some places here in Houston, if it's a burn house, you have to replace the entire foundation um, and so that gets a little sticky. If you're just clearing an area, um, that's one thing. But if you have to replace that whole entire foundation, that's quite costly. And so you need to be careful and it may look like a really good price mm -hmm. at first. But then when you get into it, all of a sudden, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a big, big, um, big project. And so be careful with that on the burn houses. Yep. So just learn about what the local ordinances are regarding that. Estate sales, again, oftentimes they need to sell the house. Networking with other investors. And this comes down to just a big overall theme here, and that is letting people know what you do. Let other investors know what kind of places you're looking for. Um, and, you know, if it's a deal they don't want for whatever reason, maybe it's one that you do want. And maybe the, the investor that you're talking to doesn't have that ability, but knows somebody who does. And so you keep connecting um, as you meet and you engage with more people. Now, that's been a little bit more difficult than it was prior to COVID because Becky and I were doing um, up to five events a week usually um, here in the Houston area. And so we were meeting a ton of people and, and, and getting a lot of information. That's kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, we do encourage to use the chat lines, but those don't always work. But the more you can engage yourself in, in, in webinars, there's so many of them out there right now, take advantage of those and um, see if you can gain contacts and, and lists um, that will provide you for future services. We're actually, um, that just reminded me of something that's a little bit off topic, but on the networking topic, um, Real Estate IQ, we're going to do some big quarterly events ne next year. And we just found this awesome platform that really lets you do networking online in small groups very easily. I mean, Zoom has breakout rooms that you can get into, but that's pretty time consuming. The host has to set that up. Whereas this other service, people can choose which one to go to really easily and move around between different ones. So look for that. Uh, our next one's coming up in January. Look for that event because that's going to be big and exciting to see how that works. Um, some other ways, again, you let people know what you do. Somebody knows somebody who has to move because of a job change or they need cash. They're behind on their mortgage payments. You know, 
get yourself out there so people know what you do. And even if they don't have a house for you, they might know somebody who does. All right. The other way is to get lists. You can buy lists of these motivated sellers. So pre-foreclosure lists are, are people that are in distress. They haven't paid their mortgage, most likely. Um, here in Houston, uh, HOAs can foreclose on a home. And so it may be the HOA saying, hey, we're going to foreclose on you. Um, that, that happens. Uh, so those, those are ones that go to the Harris County auction. And Becky and I, prior to COVID, were, were going to that auction as the first Tuesday of every month. And uh, on one side of the foreclosure, um, uh, home sales, um, business sales, and on the other side are, are the tax sales um, for each precinct here. And so um, I know that I think San Antonio has theirs in an outside setting. Is that correct? Um, they do theirs outside on kind of a square plaza. Yeah, most, most places in Texas do it on the courthouse steps like this, but Harris County is so big, they moved it to a big indoor event center. Um, they had them during June and July, but they haven't had one since. So, um, but I know that Montgomery County in the Houston area and Fort Bend are also, they are doing their auctions, their tax sale and foreclosure auctions. So just have to check where you live right now due to COVID. And regardless, once that vaccine comes out and things open up again, these lists are gonna be huge. They will be, they'll be very large. And the other thing is, as an investor, I really feel it's important that um, we work toward getting to those homeowners prior to the auction, all right? That's that's the goal is to get, get to them and work out a deal with them prior to their house foreclosing. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. There's some benefits for the owner to not go to the auction there's quite a bit of quite a few benefits so if you don't know those we'll be going over those a little bit um the tax sales are on the other side um they also there's there's divorces there's uh which i haven't really we we do have a extensive divorce list for real estate iq um i haven't tackled that one yet because um, I really don't want to get into that. It, a lot of times there's uh, signatures that require both um, the husband and the wife or ex in that matter um, sign the papers. And a lot of times they're in disagreement on what the house needs to go for and who gets what. And so as the court makes that decision, um, then uh, there's there's sometimes some some uh, three-way triangle things that you can get into. I did meet a person who's very successful with that list that just says, I offer them this and I tell them, take it or leave it. And that's it. I don't talk to them, argue with them, it's just sign the papers and I'm done or I move on to the next one. And so maybe that's the best way to do it. There are eviction filings, okay, and so, um, this one's kind of gonna, going to be a larger list too because of COVID. A lot of people have been allowed to stay in their homes uh, that they're renting um, for no payment at all during the COVID. And so they've really fallen behind. The landlords have, are taking hits. Um, and once those, uh, those eviction filings open up, um, uh, there's gonna be quite a few of them. And so to keep your eye on that list, that's a good one. Um, 
And there are evictions. You can't evict somebody right now. You just can't evict them for non-payment if they have been affected by COVID. So if they have not been affected by COVID, if they work at home or something like that, or the reason you're evicting is not due to non-payment, then you can still do them right now. We've heard stories about people that have um, been served an eviction and a court date to show up and they have told the court that they can't show because they have COVID. And so that just extends and prolongs the whole process um, too. And so um, I, I do think though that, that as we get through this, um, it's, it's gonna be a, a larger list than what it's been in the past. And then the tax or mortgage delinquencies, you can get to them before the county or mortgage company has filed for that foreclosure. I'm going to let you go because I'm going to have to plug in my computer or it's going to die. Okay. My battery does not last as long as it used to. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ways to find um, off-market deals. Uh, you can check lists um, with probate leads. And so probate leads are often put out. Um, it, it's at the point of a person dies and there's a will um, and a person has been granted an executor position of that will. And um, that's really the person that you need to talk to. Now, the sticky wicket is the timing on this one. The probate leads are often um, a difficult one because you don't know where the family is at. Um, the family may be ready to talk to somebody right away because they just want the process done. Um, some houses we've seen sit for um, more than a year. And so uh, depending on when they're ready to sell and if all of, if there's siblings involved uh, and, and all of the siblings need to sign, some may be out of the country, run into that before. And so those kind of situations may take a little bit longer, um, but it's a really good list um, to get a hold of and, and to attack. Code violations um, with structures, maybe boarded, windows, maybe there's uh, tall grass out front or maybe a refrigerator out front that's considered dangerous uh, to the community. It's not taken care of. A lot of junk cars or, or whatever, scrap metal out. Um, those are all things that can be part of code violations. That's really a way to drive $4 without actually driving around. You get the list of those, of those uh, same kinds of houses you would find driving for dollars, but you can get the list and not have to go to all of them. And then you can obtain lists with water service that has re recently been shut off. And so um, that's usually showing a vacancy vacancy in the home. All right, again, whoops, just other ways to put it out there, what you do. Uh, you can get a, a t-shirt like this one. We buy houses, ask me how. Uh, car placards, the, the magnetic car placards are, are good ones. Um, expired listings on the MLS. That's a really that's a really good one because that means that the it's it's been on the MLS for x amount of time, whatever the owner and the realtor agreed to, and then it's off the MLS and it hasn't sold yet. And so that's a good time to contact the owner because you may be able to deal with them directly directly, and you have a little leverage in there because you're not paying the realtor um, points, and so. Um, that's a good way to uh, find an off-market lead through expired listings. Um, landscaping and lung companies can also provide 
And yeah, we've kind of hit, hit that, that one. one. And uh, of course, what I said earlier, and I'll say it right this time, social media <laughs> is a great way. Facebook ads and, and postings and um, webinars and blogs and all of those things. So just, just a way again, if your friends may not need to sell their house, but they might know somebody who does. There's your vehicle signs. Uh, when you come across a house like a driving for dollars house, if you don't think it's vacant or uh, if you're marketing to the foreclosure or whatever list, uh, you want to leave something at the door so that if they don't answer it, which a lot of times they don't, uh, they'll still get your information. Some people mm -hmm. get tricky and try to do something like this to get their attention. Um, <laughs> Marilyn, who uh, is part of Sue Casa, um, has even said that uh, early in her career, she stuck uh, when she couldn't get a hold of the owners because she was doing some um, driving for dollars and some door knocking that uh, she just would stick a for sale sign out in the front yard of the house with her phone number on it. And that got the owner to call back pretty fast. And so I don't know, uh, lots of different tricky ways, but those aren't always the best ways to build the relationship with the owner. But I thought that was kind of funny. We need yeah. some laughter in yeah. these in these <laughs> webinars at least. Uh, all right, you put signs on a truck or fence. Um, once you find these houses that are distressed, you need to call the owners. I mean, you can mail to them, but you might also want to call them. So again, that six plus touches, they don't have to all be mail touches. They could be a call and a text and an email and all those different things. Um, but you can find the number. There's some free skip tracing things online like white pages and 411. Or, but if you want a lot done at once, I'd check out Real Estate IQ's skip tracing service. You can just submit a whole spreadsheet list and we'll give you the numbers back. And when I, I gotta say, when I was starting Real Estate IQ, um, I didn't have, or be prior to Real Estate IQ and working with real estate, I was bouncing probably between six or seven different websites to find the information that I needed. It was taking um, a long time to find information on, on people. I would get numbers from from um, the white pages and they wouldn't work. And so, and so it just, it was, it was difficult and time consuming. And so um, once I, um, once I was connected and Becky was working for real estate IQ, boy, it really cuts the time down. Um, and it, it's, it saves you. And it also gets you into the deals faster, which is also something that we haven't said yet. Um, the closer you are to being the first person to contact, the better off you're going to be uh, in, in those lists. Craigslist have things. You can post ads, search for properties for sale, and contact the sellers that way. Um, of course, websites. So this would be getting your, you can get your own website, uh, you know, and use SEO, search engine optimization, to get it so that in Google, if somebody types in, how do I sell my house or something like that, that you would come up. Um, websites also tend to give you an extra level of credibility. If you are dropping a card or something and you can say, visit my website, um, that does that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you can optimize, you can do pay-per-click um, and pay a little bit. You can use social media to drive traffic to your website and put your link in all of your printed materials as well. 
Online auction sites are great to uh, use like HubZoo or auction.com. Um, but you really have to be careful in, in a couple of areas when, when you're looking at those. And they look really good sometimes because they'll have nice places for, you know, the starting bid will be $39,000. But you also have to know that the bank has a specific number that they have to hit in order to sell that home. And so it, they go up really quick a lot of times and some people pay more than what it's worth. Um, sometimes you can't get into that home prior to the auction. And so when it comes to doing due diligence or seeing what that home looks like, or you know, not really sure, it's got a pool in the backyard, but you're not really sure what, um, what it looks like. Becky and I saw a house with a pool out here in Houston where the ground had come up about five feet um, over the top of the pool edge. And so it was just at a five foot angle sloping up all the way. Um, and it needed major work. That pool probably should have just been filled in. So um, you gotta be careful on the due diligence of, of those sites and also finding out the liens that are against those houses are also important. Um, liens are something that are tacked on and sometimes you can get them removed, sometimes you can't. And so you, you need to be aware of those and maybe work through a title company or um, somebody that is familiar with finding those. Some of them you can find online through, um, through the county. And they won't tell you about those, the liens on a house. You have to find that out for yourself. So, but something you want to know before you buy it for sure. So whatever your strategy is or whatever you're thinking of doing, try to be creative. Again, make yourself stand out. Think what can you do that other people aren't doing? Uh, any questions at, yet at this point? If you do have a question, feel free to put it in the chat at any time. All right, so you found a deal. You talked to the owner. You got them to agree to sell it to you. What's next? First thing you need to do is run your comps. You wanna find out exactly what that house is going to be worth after you fix it up. You're looking for that ARV again, because every everything that you do connected with investing is tied to that ARV. That's the ultra important number. And you need to make sure that you get that right or, or you might not make money or you might lose money even worse. And the ARV is after repair value. And so, um, that's very important because you can run a comp and you can find out how much a house is worth. But if you don't do the second stage of this, which is due diligence, um, you could be in trouble. And so things that I've already mentioned, like cracks in the foundation, problems with a pool, um, those can be very expensive to fix. Uh, the uh, heating system, the plumbing in the home, is it, is it sound and secure? Um, the electrical box and air conditioning units, are those in good shape and when were they last serviced? Those are some of the bigger areas um, to look at. The, one of the houses that we flipped right before COVID um, looked to be in, in great condition and an easy flip. And right at the last minute when we had everything turned on like the hot water, <laughs> the hot water heater didn't start up. And... Uh, the gas man or the hot, yeah, the gas man came around and said, your water heater is unfit to be passed. So <laughs> we had to put a brand new water heater in there. So that was $900 that we didn't expect in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in, in the rehab, in the rehab. but um, 
it was okay because we, we still did well on that house. Um, but those are things you have to anticipate. It was working fine when we had it checked. And then by the time we were done with the flip, it was not working properly. And so uh, we had to take a little bit of a loss there. So you always wanna make sure you check the condition of the house. And that's one of the beauties of finding a house off market is if it's one of those where you're working directly with the seller, which is pretty much anything besides the auction or the auction.com sites, um, they'll show you the house. A lot of times they'll tell you, that, you know, you can't always trust, you gotta look for yourself or as they say, trust but verify. Um, you know, a lot of times they'll tell you, and I've heard of one person who says their strategy is when they walk around and they get, they see like a crack in the wall and they're, the owner's taking them through the house. They kind of just stand there and look at it until the owner says, oh yeah, there's that, you know, whatever this happened or this has been there that long or whatever it is, but just a way, you just want to make sure you get a good idea of the repairs. And then the liens that Kevin talked about, you don't have to worry about those when you're doing an off-market deal right. um, because you can, you make your offer without it, you know, ask the homeowner, but they may not know of some, or they may not want to tell you who knows, um, but they'll always come out. That's the title company's job to make sure all those things come out in closing. So you don't have to pay for a title search or anything if you're going directly from the owner because that will come out and if it does then you just you amend the contract you can negotiate those negotiate it within within there um and then you can really figure out how to make your offer and we have a we have a yeah and we can we can show you how to how to do that um it's it's real important um we we've dealt with a lot of people and they say if you're embarrassed about your offer um, if you're not embarrassed about your offer, then, then you're high. offering too much money for that place. And so um, it doesn't hurt. And there's also, we've countered several times with people and, and negotiated un until we, we find that we either have a fair price or we say, oh, well, I don't think this is going to work. And so, um, but you can make as many offers as you want. And they say, you know, somewhere around 20 a day um, will yield We'll help you get a deal. We'll help you get a deal. Yep. Just so a little thing about making an offer and negotiating, I would strongly suggest you read How to Split the Difference by Chris Voss, if you haven't already. Um, and one of the big things in that he talks about, which is also kind of a known marketing thing, you know, there's a reason that things at the store are $1.99 and not $2.00. And that's that if your offer is a round number, then it sounds like you're just throwing it out. You're just throwing a number out there. But if your offer is not a round number, so, you know, the most I can pay you for your house is $60,432 or something like that. When it comes down to that, then that gives them the, the feeling that you calculated it down to the penny. And so that just gives it more... Uh, more strength, just a little negotiating tip there. All right, here's how Real Estate IQ can help you with these things. Lists of motivated sellers. Um, we have a lot of those lists that we talked about and I'll show you that. Our county data finder lets you pull lists from the tax records of absentee owners, out of state owners, vacant lots, small apartments, whatever you're looking for there. We have the on-demand skip tracing for property owners. 
Our system lets you quickly and easily run your comps so that you can analyze the deal that way. And then we have our new online community. Um, we, we are hoping that soon this will grow to be a place where people are actively doing deals, kind of the next Facebook site for real estate investors. Um, so our skip tracing, we have on demand, so you can go with a one-time a one-time request or a monthly request if you want that. We have monthly rates. Um, but then our premium package comes with the skip tracing information already done for you. So those are right on the spreadsheet. You get all the information on the spreadsheet about the property, who the owners are, gives you um, all the banking information on it. It gives you the one that I use the most, and that's the equity percentage um, uh, in, in the property. And so Becky's pulling up. She's going to share with you our um, DFW pre-foreclosure list. It's a premium list. And you can see that um, all of uh, it shows when it was uh, recorded um, at the courthouse and when it was added into our system. And so usually it's within a couple days. Now, this is public knowledge. You can go down to the courthouse and you can get these lists, but often they are hard to work through. And so it could take you uh, just to find one property that's um, that, that you're looking for. It could take you, a, you know, an hour or two Most, plus driving yeah. time and all of that. Um, where this is brought to you at your fingertips every day. It's updated every 24 hours and uh, you get it by email. And so this list comes in an Excel file or you can put it in sheets. Um, you download it to your computer and then you can manipulate it however you want. If you're just looking for Dallas or Arlington or San Antonio in another listing or places here in Houston, um, it has all of that. It gives you the bed and the bath and all the information about the home. It gives you the trustee who's going to take it to the auction, the name of the person that is going to be at the auction and sells it. Um, but the one that I look at are uh, Rose S&T. And I look at the estimated equity and the equity in the property. And I also scroll over to the assessed value, that's line X, um, to see what the property was assessed at um, and what it was appraised at too in the next column. That gives me an idea um, of what the property may be worth. Um, and we have other ways to do that in other par parts of our system, but it gives me an idea because usually that's a little bit smaller. That number is a cushion little bit smaller than what the ARV actually is. But I'll look at that equity list and I'll drop in this in these circumstances, anything that has a negative value or anything that's less than maybe 25%. Now there are, there there are, are strategies some. that you can do mm -hmm. um, for short little and no equities, like short sale is one of them. Um, owner financing is another. Um, but if you're just starting out, you probably want to stick to ones that have a decent amount of equity. And what that's going to do is that's going to make sure that in the industry terms that there's enough meat on the bone in order to make a deal. You're going to get at least some, some profit out of that property as, you, as you're doing the work on it. Um, as you scroll over, it gives you all the loan, loan types um, and specific information about that. A lot of those factor in what our algorithm is working at to come up with the numbers for the equity yeah. and, the, and the values of the home. But the important one um, 
if it does go to the auction, you, you have to know the legal de description on the property because it does not, you cannot find a property at the auction by address. It has to be the block number. And so we give you the, the block description on that. And then the subdivision is often nice when you are searching for the ARV because you can search that specific subdivision for um, what the values, the sold values of the home are near the one that you're interested in. Or filter the list by subdivision if you sure. really wanna buy a house in a certain subdivision. Owner occupied or not owner occupied. And so if it's uh, owner occupied, that means that the owner is probably living there. Uh, if it's non-owner occupied, that means the, the person is not and could be in maybe another state like the, the one I think in line, what is that, six is in Illinois there. And so you'll see different ones from a lot of California ones, usually some, some uh, Louisiana uh, people. But as you scroll over, then the good stuff comes because as you found a property, then you start getting connected to those people and you can do different forms of communication. And I always stress the more, uh, the, the, the different forms that you use, um, the better. And so if you can email, if you can do a cell phone, if you can do a landline, if you can drop something at the door, those are all different ways to contact those, those owners. Um, if you send a letter out to them, um, that's another way. And so you'll see all the information is provided along up to five cell, number, num, cell phone numbers, five landline numbers. It also gives you some relatives names um, and phone numbers for them. And so you're on your way, especially during this COVID section. This is where I found it to be helpful, especially during COVID. This information is at your fingertips and you have numbers to call right in front of you. People are doing texts. Um, they're doing silent texts. Ringless uh, voicemail. Ringless voicemail, things like that. Um, There's also a flag to tell you if the person is deceased or bankrupt or have filed bankruptcy. So this is the contact information of the relative. So a lot of good information on, on that. Uh, Becky and I think when we were first door knocking, you know, a homeowner would say, uh, we've already taken care of it. And, and uh, Becky and I would say, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. And go to the next house. And we learned pretty fast that that's really not the response that we needed to have. And so if an owner claims bankruptcy, then you can have a discussion about, well, what is that going to do for you? Because normally bankruptcies are just an extension of time before you wind up on the foreclosure list. Loan modifications are the same way. We know that a lot of those fail. And so if they're tied up in a loan modification, a lot of times they're not able to pay the bank the money that the bank is asking because it's more than what their normal mortgage was before they asked for the loan mod. And so those kind of things fail a lot. And so I want to try to talk and build that relationship with the owners as we go through. Um, we offer code violations. Um, we've talked about what those are, but we give listings of those with, with uh, names, addresses. Tax sales also have the premium list attached to them. Evictions have the premium list um, with the phone numbers. When I say premium, that means that what you saw on the screen with the phone numbers and email addresses and all of that. Yeah, the, the um, only ones we don't have the contact information of the owners are the code violations, um, delinquent taxes, and loan modifications right now. 
Uh, we also do offer water shutoff in some areas, uh, San Antonio. I think we have water shutoff in some areas in Florida as well. So we have all these for the major metro areas in Texas. We have a lot in other remote areas, code violations, for example. Um, and then we also have these in Florida and Georgia. And uh, very soon we're going to have these in Salt Lake City, Utah and Chicago, Illinois area. And then we're expanding to a lot of other markets after that. And, and what I wanna to stress to you, and this is really important because there's, a, there's other companies out there that provide lists other than real estate IQ. But I do know that, um, I, I do know that one of the big differences, if you'll stay on that screen just for a second, is that you see each one of these, we don't a la carte them out. In other words, we don't give a price for our code violations and say, okay, it's $25 a month for that. You wanna add the tax sales, it's another 25 and so on and so forth. You get all of these lists with the emails that you get. And so you're gonna get all the code violations, tax sales, evictions, probate, pre-foreclosures, liens, delinquent taxes, appointments, substitute trustees, loan modifications, divorce. Um, and the one that we don't have on this list is um, the liens, the... Uh, uh, the yeah, the oh, liens aren't broken down. Yeah, the liens aren't broken down. Those are three areas, mechanical, hospital, and HOA liens. Um, that we break down for you off of that listing. And so um, a, a real substantial list uh, that you have at your hands. And again, they're updated every 24 hours and they come to you right straight through, your, through to your email. Okay. Um, so here I talked earlier about our online community. So please um, go to realestateiq.co, click at the top on community. Do we have that other one here? Maybe not. Um, Click on community, join our community, join a networking group. Uh, we have them for different areas. I have a women in real estate group. So Victoria, Linus, please join that one. Anybody else who might be female? Uh, there's ones for uh, a Houston one. There's an Austin one. There's a Florida one. Latinos in real estate, all kinds of different groups that you can join. So please do that and become a part of that. We also have some freebies for you just for being here today. And so all you need to do if you want any of these is say yes to the poll question. So we have some heat maps that show you where the deals are. We have a real estate deal of the day, which is a live deal off the MLS. Um, and it goes to different areas of Texas for right now. Um, but it is a live deal you can make an offer on or it's a good educational tool just to see what kind of things you might want to consider when you're analyzing a deal and see what's available. You have to be on your toes for that one, though, because they go fast. Those homes move really fast um, from that freebie. All right. If you missed the 45-minute one-on-one deal finding training and want to... Uh, still get in on that. Just put demo, please, in the chat, and Jeff will make sure that you get added to the list. And we have other areas. We just talked about off-market leads today. Um, we have areas that if you're not a realtor and you're thinking, oh, I really need the MLS to, to be able to comp homes, we have that information. Another whole part of our company um, devotes itself, itself to um, the MLS system. And so we can 
type in the address of the house and boom, we, we can identify the ARV after repair value on that home according to the sold homes in that area um, within a few minutes. And so um, very, very fast, very, uh, very good tool to have along with the off-market leads. You can take what we talked about today and even go further. Any questions that you've thought of? Raise your hand if you'd like to, to just ask your question. We can do that really quick and easy. And you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Although we'd love to see your face. And our contact information is here. It's also in the chat. I guess we covered it all well. <laughs> There's so much more. <laughs> uh, the answer to yes. Troy, can we submit, submit names for skip tracing? That's actually um, a free service on our website. It's uh, not real free. Estate. It's well, not free. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it doesn't we have to pay. You don't have to we sign up. We have to up. pay for the data. So do you. <laughs> yes, but my, my point is you don't have to sign up for a membership to Real Estate IQ to get to that. And so you just go to our public page, on demand, tools. skip tracing under tools, click that. And then the smallest it starts out with is a five for five. So you can submit five addresses um, and get uh, information on those addresses uh, for $5. You can do $25 and that'll give you um, 52 to 60 up expected. To seven, yeah, up to 75 yeah. addresses you can submit. But it's also the, we're at about an 80% mm -hmm. rating on, you know, if, if it's going to be a good number or not. If, if we feel it's not a good number, then we leave it blank. So we're not like other companies that put a bogus number in there um, and waste your time. If we, if we can't get it, we, we don't put it in there. But we're not um, saying they all work because you'll still get numbers that don't work. That's just and, and you see that on, tracing. Yeah, and you see that on this page. So 140 to 160 expected results. We can do bigger ones um, in the 100 and 200 a month uh, if you're really sending out mass mailings. We also have a another service in real estate IQ called County Data Finder. And that will help you reach those masses that you want, whether, whether it just lists. be out of state owners or something like that. that if there's some specific area, County Data, data finder, finder can help you get <laughs> that. County Data Finder. Yeah, County Data <laughs> Finder, that's a new Find one. Find that data. All right. Get my um, cowboy hat on, put a straw on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, uh, we're getting okay. a little giddy. We also, by the way, if you check this site back next week, uh, we're also adding some, these are kind of monthly plans right here. The $5 really isn't, that's kind of a misnomer. We're going to fix that. Um, but these are kind of monthly plans. So if you want to plan your marketing on a monthly basis, you can get that those lowest rates. We're also going to soon be having some other ones for different size lists that you might want to up upload. So uh, yeah, the skip tracing doesn't really work very well for corporations or LLCs. Uh, that's the reason they exist partly is anonymity of the owners. But if you have the owner, absolutely, Troy, we can, um, we can skip trace them for you and hopefully come up with some good contact information for you. Any other questions? I will just show you, here's our community. Our marketplace is where you can find services that you need for your investing business, like title companies, funding, insurance. <coughs> Excuse me, <laughs> little sneeze there. 
Um, and then our, here's our community networking groups where you can come and join those groups. So please join us there. Uh, also look for under events, which you probably already found that page because you made it here today. Um, but we do have coming up a, on uh, December 2nd, I think it is, our good news event, which is going to be a pretty big event uh, with several panel discussions from the experts that are going to be looking back on 2020 and uh, looking forward on 2021. Hard to believe it's there already um, about what to expect. But we're excited about yeah. 2021. It's got to be better. It's got to be better that. than 2020. Amen to that. However, you know, some of the things have been positive that have come out of this. And so that's that's some, that's where we come up with the good news in real estate. And uh, um, those things are, are addressed during that time. That's we also true. have a, a seminar, a webinar that we do um, with Marilyn Phipps um, and Sukasa, and, and Becky and I work through that. And we actually take what you saw today to the next level. We'll, we'll grab an actual property from our off-market leads list that we showed you today. And we take it a step further and we dump it into our MLS system and we analyze that deal. And so that's a real beneficial one. If you're looking for the, the next step to what we talked about today, uh, it'll show you that. And those of you that signed up for our um, free demo, um, we're excited to, to hear from you and, and, and show you the whole process. Absolutely. And that's coming up. It's the third Saturday. I think it's the 20th of November is going to be that event. So we're going to do that. And then Marilyn's going to talk about getting a property subject to the existing financing. So it's a way to to buy an off-market deal without having to put as much cash up front. So that's, if you're beginning, that's a, a really important thing that you wanna learn about. So again, have not gotten any questions. So if you think of one later, feel free to contact Kevin or myself. And I think Jeff will leave the room open for a few minutes if you wanna do any other networking. Yes, and thank you very much for being with us today. We, we appreciate your time. Um, and we're here for you. So uh, like Becky said, feel free to contact us if you have other questions or you have more questions about Real Estate IQ, we'll be happy to answer. Um, we'll even be happy to sign you up if you're interested. And so um, we have some deals going on and uh, and get you some pricing on, on what, a, what, what a monthly uh, cost would be. And so thanks again for coming. All right, yep, Jeff and Jeff has put more information in the chat and he'll leave the room open a few minutes so you can go back and grab any of that if you need to. Uh, but otherwise, I think we're going to say goodbye. So thank you again for being here, as Kevin said, and uh, stay safe and hope to see you again soon. And find deals. Amen. <laughs> All right. Happy deal finding. Happy deal finding. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.